Hi there, friends. Welcome to the Still Becoming Podcast, a place where women like you and me find help to move from where you are to where you want to be. I'm your host, Laura Acuna. The Still Becoming Podcast is where we gather to rethink our thinking about ourselves, our lives, and about our God. We will learn to reframe our shame and trade in limiting beliefs for the liberating truth from God's Word. And why the title Still Becoming? Because that's the Christian journey, isn't it? As we apply God's perfect Word to our lives for growth and change, we are always growing, always learning, and still becoming the women He created us to be. It's never perfect, and it's not too late. Do I need to say that again? It is never perfect, and it is not too late. I am so glad you're here for the journey, and I'm praying that God will speak directly to you through today's episode. Are you ready? Let's go. Welcome to Episode 7 of the Still Becoming Podcast. I'm so glad you're here. Now, this episode will be uploaded and available to you just before Thanksgiving. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to share with you a sweet story about my granddaughter, Evie, at the beginning. And then after the break, I'm going to come back with some, hopefully some perspective shifting information for you that will help you deal with Thanksgiving and really any other holiday. It doesn't really matter if it's Thanksgiving, Christmas, birthdays, family reunions. Oh, when I was struggling with disordered eating every single feast day, no matter what it was, caused anxiety before, during, and after. And when I walked away from it, it all went away. So I want to help you relieve your stress and your anxiety if you're feeling that way as holidays approach. So let's get going on episode seven. I hope it's a blessing to you. The entire world comes to a complete stop when our baby granddaughter comes to visit. Her birth ushered in such a sweet time of life, the sweetest time of life. Pat and I adore being Evie's noni and grandpap. One of the best parts of all is having the time to just sit and observe and listen, watching this new little person discover her world. But let me give you just a few things I noticed right away when feeding Evie. When Evie is hungry, she lets you know immediately. We have no trouble hearing and responding to her hunger cues. When she's full, she's done. It's not possible to get her to take another ounce of milk or another spoonful of food. Though she's fed on a schedule, sometimes Evie's hungry again before her next meal. And believe me, we don't tell her she shouldn't be hungry and make her wait until she's supposed to eat. We feed her. Most of the time, she drinks her full bottle, and sometimes she doesn't. Her hunger fluctuates. Without outside voices drowning out her hunger and fullness cues, my granddaughter could go on feeding her body this way for the rest of her life. I truly believe we were created to eat intuitively. Our very survival depends on this from the moment we're born. We drink when we're thirsty, we lie down when we're tired. And if we ignore our thirst and rescues, we'll become sick and endanger our health. Our hunger and fullness cues are the same. So why do we ignore them? When thinking through my own experiences, I have a few examples and maybe you'll relate to them. As children, we were part of the clean plate club. We couldn't leave the table unless we finished every bite, even when we were reporting we were full. Our diet-conscious mothers ignored their own bodies and taught us to do the same. She might have said, you can't be hungry. You had breakfast an hour ago. Go drink some water or chew some gum until it's lunchtime. And to survive our diets, 
we've long ignored our hunger. When we're out of our allotted food for the day, we go to bed hungry. Then we overeat because we didn't fuel sooner or give our bodies enough. We ignored our fullness cues. And so it became a vicious cycle we couldn't get out of. Sound familiar? Look, your hunger cues may have been overridden, covered up in silence, but they're still trying to tell you what you need. And once you relearn to tune into and trust your body, you will hear them again. Once you start listening to your natural cues, some days you'll only feel hungry at mealtimes. On other occasions, though, your stomach will feel empty after an hour. But this time, instead of shaming yourself, you'll just go eat a healthy snack. Your hunger will fluctuate, just like Evie's. It's normal, and it's part of being human. And as you learn, you will choose healthy food most of the time because it makes you feel good, and it gives you consistent energy. It's okay to eat something just because it tastes good, too. It really is. You'll limit foods that make you feel sluggish or bloated. It's not because they're bad food or they're forbidden food, but it's because it doesn't react well to your body, so you're not going to choose it. You're way more concerned with how you feel than whether a food is good or bad. Returning to how we were designed to interact with food is an imperfect journey, but believe me, it is one worth traveling. Expect trial and error as you become an expert on you. But if you stick with it, you will relearn to be in sync with the body God gave you. Sweet sister, feeding your body what it needs, when it needs it, translates into peace with food and peace within you. Can you imagine how free you'll become? Friends, I am so excited to share that my new book, Still Becoming, Hope, Help, and Healing for the Diet-Weary Soul, will be published on December 13th. Still Becoming is a 31-day devotional journal that takes you on a sacred journey where you'll discover true freedom and that healing and peace have nothing to do with the number on a scale. Join me and learn to rethink your struggles with disordered eating, body image, and dieting through the lens of self-compassion and God's grace. And even though Still Becoming releases on December 13th, it's available for pre-order today. And if you order before December 13th, there'll be lots of freebies offered through my website. So go to laura-acuna.com and order your copy of Still Becoming today. I'm praying for redeemed, restored, and repaired hearts as we take the first brave steps toward thinking of ourselves and our struggles in a brand new way. I want to give you a little bit of helpful information before I share with you some thoughts about Thanksgiving and other holidays and feast days. I want to let you know that on my website, laura-acuna.com, there is a Spotify playlist for those of you who are on the Still Becoming journey. It's a worship and quiet time playlist about an hour or so long with songs regarding healing. I love listening to it. It is quite healing for me to put my earbuds in and just go to a quiet place and let that worship music just wash over me. It's been a critical part of my healing. So I wanted to share that with you too. Just go to the website, go to the My Book page. And if you scroll down, you'll see the Spotify playlist waiting for you there. And then the other thing I wanted to alert you to is that on page 131 in my book, my book is still in pre-order if you're listening to this before December 13th, But on page 131, I've created a hunger and fullness scale to help you as you begin to relearn to listen to your hunger and fullness cues. So don't miss that. I think it will be really helpful to you. It was helpful to me on my journey. 
So let's talk a little bit about Thanksgiving now. The holidays can be a really hard time for any of us who struggle with disordered eating. And so I want to bring some hope and help to you based on some things that I've learned along the way. When I was suffering with disordered eating, the holidays were really difficult for me, and they might be for you too. Anxiety would start early on. I would start plotting and planning how I was going to restrict myself in the days leading up to the holiday so that I could earn it. And then I would plot and plan on how I was going to get back on a restricted diet, severely restricted usually, to make up for what I had just done by eating on the feast day. There was so much anxiety around that. I failed miserably at it. It wasn't realistic. It wasn't even possible. And yet I tried it year after year after year. On the day of the holiday, I would have a scarcity mindset. Do you have a scarcity mindset? It sounds like this. I need to eat everything I can and taste everything because I can't have it until next year. So since I'm cheating, since I'm already being bad, I'm going to have everything. My therapist, Nicole, the one who taught me almost everything I'm sharing with you through the podcast and in the book, challenged me on my thinking one day when I said to her, well, I I feel like I have to eat it all because I can only have it on the holiday and then I don't get it again for another year. And she said, really, you can't make a turkey dinner another day of the year? You can only have it on Thanksgiving? And I said, no. She said, if you have a craving for pumpkin pie in April, you can't make one. You have to say to yourself, no, I can't have it until Thanksgiving again. I said, no. She said, Laura, food is available to you 24-7, 365. You're free to choose. You don't have to live in that scarcity mindset. This was one of the most freeing conversations I've ever had. Now, maybe you're saying, duh, of course that food's available 24-7. But when you live in bondage, you don't even know what freedom looks like. And I didn't either. And so from that day forward, I started realizing, you know, I don't have to have seconds because if I want that food again, I'll have it in a week or two. And you know what happens when the emotional charge is gone, when you start operating like a free human being, you make good choices. I've yet to make a pumpkin pie in April or a turkey dinner in August. I just know it's available to me. And that's all I need to know. I don't think about it anymore. I don't stress about it anymore. And honestly, girls, I look forward to the holidays. I don't even think about the food. I'll eat what I feel like eating that day and then I'll be done. And that will be that. And the most important part of all is that I'll be fully present with my family, fully present with my family, without part of my brain processing, counting, measuring, plotting, planning, all kinds of things that just simply don't matter. So let me give you a couple of things that might help you as we head toward Thanksgiving, Christmas, or whatever season you're in as you're listening to this right now. Thanksgiving is one day and one meal. Enjoy every bit of your dinner. It doesn't set back anything. A wellness journey isn't a diet. It's a new way of living life with lots of space for celebrations that include good food. Savor your mom and your grandma's recipes. Connect to the memories they conjure up in you. That's a beautiful thing. Eating can be an emotional experience that's normal, and it's okay. Get rid of the shame talk. You're not cheating if you have a nice plate of food with your family and friends. In fact, remove the word cheating from your vocabulary altogether. It doesn't belong there. No skipping meals to compensate ahead of time for eating on Thanksgiving. Get up in the morning, have a nourishing breakfast, and focus on the true meaning of Thanksgiving. Count your blessings and give thanks to God. Don't restrict food on Friday because of what you ate on Thursday. 
Eat three square meals every day. Keep fueling your body consistently. A nourished body leads to a calm sense of well-being. Take a walk. Clear your head and enjoy the fresh air. Not to burn off calories. A good walk is good for the soul. Pray, be grateful, and listen to God. And a few more things. Eat the pumpkin pie. Have the whipped cream. And enjoy your time with family and friends. And remember, you are still becoming. And that's something to truly be thankful for. And now, as we always do, we're going to do a soul fitness strengthening your core exercise. And on this topic today, I just can't think of a better exercise to do than to make a list or write a letter to God, whatever you're comfortable with, thanking him for everything he's done, everything he's done so far, and everything that he's going to do as you walk along the healing path. And just as an aside, if you're a sister right now who isn't feeling like God is working in your life, scripture tells us he is. And so in faith, you can thank him for that, that Lord, even though I don't feel you, even though I don't see anything right now, I thank you because I know in faith that you are actually working on my behalf. My deepest desire is that each one of you will have a long list to write in your journal today, but know that even if you're not fully aware of what he's doing right now, he is always, always, always redeeming, repairing, and restoring. He never stops. And now I'd like to read you a scripture. It's familiar to many of you. Psalm 139, 13 to 14. For you formed me in my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Girls, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. The moment you arrived on this earth, after he knitted you together in your mother's womb, you had everything you needed in your miraculous body to get you through this. Let's return to our hunger cues, our fullness cues. Let's tune in to our bodies, allow them to tell us what they need, and let's respond. Let me pray. Dear Jesus, I lift up every person listening to this podcast today, and I thank you for them. I thank you for women who are willing and eager to place their feet on the healing path. Father, I ask a blessing over each one of them, their households, and over their miraculous and beautiful bodies, Lord. Bring them to life again. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, thank you for joining me, friends. I'm so glad you came. And before you go, if you enjoyed our time together, and I really hope you did, please subscribe to the Still Becoming podcast, leave a review, and tell your friends. And I'd love to stay in touch. The best way is for you to subscribe to my newsletter, the latest from Laura, via my website. And of course, I'm on all the socials. You can find all the links in the show notes. Thanks again for coming by, and I'll see you next time on the Still Becoming podcast. 